1310 WIBA, Madison in the morning. Sean Preble with you in the MDR home show with Making Dreams Realty by Keller Williams. Joined in the studio this morning by Kevin and Renee Clark of Making Dreams Realty. How you guys doing this morning? Good, awesome. morning. Good morning. We're doing great. You guys stocking up on non-perishable food items? <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Not, not quite yet. yet. <laughs> <laughs> I hear those things. I go, oh my goodness, what am I doing right? wrong? Everyone needs to stay away from my ramen. <laughs> We've got a great show ahead. We've got some really, really cool stuff to talk about just where the markets are. Speaking of um, things that as far as uh, the markets and economy, things are looking really, really good. And we'll get uh, some details on that. We'll also talk a little bit about uh, with Kevin and Ray, a little about FISBO. You may have heard the term for sale by owner, what it means, what's the value in, in especially in a buyer's market, and having an agent working with you to list that home. We'll find out from Kevin and about that. We'll also do our bonus podcast only segment, which I urge you to subscribe to at WIBA.com as well as online at MDRealtyWI.com. We'll be talking about a, a market outlook and for folks that may be thinking shifts and those type of things, um, what we're seeing as far as uh, the market at large and kind of where things may be going. We'll be doing that again in the bonus segment. But first, mention the website MDRealtyWI.com. That's MDRealtyWI.com. Telephone number at Make Dreams Realty 48085. That's 480-8599. And I was, I didn't say surprised, but I know in just kind of talking with you guys over the past few months about kind of where the market numbers are in 2020 and, of course, hearing the news for 2020. Oh, my goodness. Uh, comparing it with 2019, we are just looking at the numbers overall. We're in a really good spot, aren't we? We are. And 2019 was uh, it was a record year for a lot of people. Record in sales, record in in volume, uh, and so you know 2020 you would expect it to come down, and then COVID hits, and you mm -hmm. think, wow, now we're really in trouble. And here we are. Uh, you know the numbers are pretty much on track for 2019, and in many cases they're greater. And the the right. the average sale price has gone up uh, quite a bit. And so just to give you an idea. You know, I'll give you just full year, uh, Madison, Dane County, mm -hmm. MLS as a whole, uh, you know, real quick, 2019 sales in, in Madison, uh, year to date, uh, 2019, 1861, uh, 2020, 1868, basically the same, same a little yeah. bit more average sale price though, went from 285 to 303. Interesting. And so, uh -huh. and then, you, you know, we've got MLS numbers or let's go Dane County, 4867 in 2019. 49.35 in 2020. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're actually up. Mm -hmm. And then the whole MLS in terms of the South Central Wisconsin MLS, 12,725 in 2019, 13,700 in 2020. So, you know, the market's good. Uh, home sales along. are great. We're still, <laughs> you know, that same lack of inventory. This has been going on for about three years straight now. Yeah. It's a tough market. If you're buying, you need an agent to just help you find a house and, mm -hmm. and secure it uh, because we still are dealing with multiple offers and, and all kinds of things like that going on. Oh, let's talk about the speed of the market. I mean, it, it's it's fast right now. And you, we talk about the importance of having having a buyer's agent. And, and, ha and it, we'll talk a little bit also about a listing agent as well. It's a fast-moving market. Yeah, it's super fast. We we had you know a couple of listings here recently too that we're going to talk about, and we'll talk a little bit about rural versus in the city too. Mm -hmm. But uh, you know we had one with thirteen offers on it just uh, Sunday night that I was talking to the seller about thirteen offers. Wow. We had you know in that house we had seventy something showings in you know three days. 
you know, so it, it is a popular house. And, and still and, getting calls on it, by the way. So that's the hard part, too, because yeah. people are looking at it. They don't have an agent that they're working with solidly to get them into it. And all of a sudden they're calling, oh, I saw this house. And like, oh, there's an offer. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and uh, But it just went up, you mm-hmm. know, two days ago. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Some of the, depending on the price point, location, all of those things, it's um, a buyer's agent is really important. It is. It is really important. We're going to touch, too, on, on the other side of that, which is I think people hear some of that information and go, why should I bother if I'm going to sell my home? Why do I even need a, a, an agent to list my home? And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in just a moment as well. And, and, and it'll be interesting to kind of hear what that value is when people often wonder, okay, when a, in a buyer's market, what is the value of having an agent? We'll talk a little bit about that. But real quick, too, you guys touched on on kind of where people are going and some anecdotal evidence as well as, as far as, you know, kind of the more desirable places right now. Uh, there seems to be a lot of interest in going rural and kind of getting out of the urban centers getting out of the city now um we still are, are waiting on some numbers but anecdotally we are seeing you guys are seeing some of this stuff firsthand aren't you right i think leaving um you know we don't want to speculate right now too much but we do get phone calls in regards to people saying i want to get out of the city whether it's from out of state and then into some more rural communities around southern wisconsin or right here you know in the city from madison to janesville and they're like hey we're looking for more property um, yeah, share, share that example. Yeah, the so we had two houses go live at about the same time, so it's a good comparison mm-hmm. to, to see what's going on, just anecdotally. Um, and one of them was in the city, uh, same, uh, well, actually a different school district, but it was in the city, it was in Janesville, mm-hmm. but in Milton Schools, which is a very popular area. Oh, yeah. And that one, it was priced at two fifty nine nine. And then the other one was out in the country in Edgerton schools, and it had uh, it was priced at two fifty, but it was out there a ways in the country, but at one point eight acres. And the one in the city, ma- you know, we get to see how many searches it matches mm-hmm. on the MLS, so that's kind of a neat thing that we get to see from the list side of it. And the one in the city matched about two hundred searches, and the one in the country in a smaller school district matched 450 searches. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I mean, anecdotally, we were like, wow, these homes out in the country are like gold mines. Mm-hmm. And if someone's out there thinking, you know, I'm I'm, I'm really close uh, to maybe downsizing, changing my lifestyle, something like that, or, you know, they're getting more towards end of life and planning, but they, they're sitting out in the country, mm-hmm. uh, I think you might be surprised what your home is worth and then how many people will desire having it. And some of these benefits, too, as we think of, you know, obviously uh, kind of the American dream is to, you know, own a little piece of, of land, a little area to make your own and, and have that freedom and flexibility to to basically do what you want and kind of live your live your life that way. But also things like and I'll speak to this growing up. I uh, for the first time in my life, when we bought the house we're in currently, I didn't have a next door neighbor that was physically connected. I've always lived in apartments or duplexes, even as a child, always in a city. We moved out to, to kind of the country and there is this peace of mind to kind of that rural living, that safety, that security to know that if you're raising a family and you don't got to worry about the kids playing out in the yard, you don't have to worry about all this stuff. And I think in some of this I don't want to get political or anything, but I think sometimes in this climate, people are really looking for that kind of that that home feel of of listen, we are we're here, we're with you know we've 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 got this safe area, and and people are really looking for that stuff. And, yeah, and we are hearing that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a great point because we are hearing some of that messages when people call in. They're like, 
I need to get out. I just I need some some feeling of safety yeah. and security, and I just want more land. Or you know, there's obviously different reasons, but that is one of them that has certainly popped up in the last several months. When you drive through areas with boarded up windows, that you go, yeah, I think it makes people again yeah. a bit uneasy. So again, if you have one of those homes, if you're if you're looking to list, it is a fantastic time to list. And um, one of the things, uh, kind of the groups that that I think really should be kind of paying attention to this stuff is people that are saying, you know what, we we raised a family here. Um, it's it's time for us to maybe simplify the life a little bit, maybe get a condo or something like that. Um, and you guys can definitely help them do that as well at Making Dreams Realty. Great opportunities. All you got to do is get to the website, mdrealtywi.com. You can learn more about Making Dreams Realty there. Also, the best thing to do, though, is just pick up the phone and give them a call. Whether you're looking to buy, whether you're looking to list, maybe you're looking to list your home and looking to buy a new home, they'd love to talk to you at Making Dreams Realty. All you got to do is pick up the phone and give them a call, 480-8599. That's 480-8599. We'll continue our conversation with Kevin and Renee. We'll talk about for sale by owner and sometimes people say when the markets are why do why do i need somebody why do i need a listing agent we'll talk about some of the some of the important things to consider when making that decision we will do that next as the mdr home show with making dreams realty continues right here on 1310 wrba This is the MDR Home Show with Making Dreams Realty, joined by Kevin and Renee Clark of Making Dreams Realty with Keller Williams online, mdrealtywi.com. That's mdrealtywi.com. Telephone number 480-8599. That's 480-8599. Got a little dance club going on in there. We're just trying to distract you. See if we can throw you off your game, Sean. Doesn't take much to do that. <laughs> I am easily distracted. But it's, uh, you know, we're having so much fun today, and I think when we see these, these great numbers, and um, we start hearing about where the markets are. And, and especially for folks who may be looking to list their home, they hear this stuff and they go, oh, that's great. I, you know, I've been maybe holding off for a while and now is a great time to do it. And they, they hear these numbers and they say, okay, why don't I just FISBO it for sale by owner? I'll, I'll handle it all. I don't have to worry about um, paying any commissions or anything like that. And they, they sometimes question, they say, you know, what's the value? What's the value of, of having a listing agent in a market like this? And sometimes people, and if you're a regular listener to this program, you are well aware of what the great value is. But there are steps that that go into putting a house on a market and on the market and having an agent, a listing agent, guide you through that. It's a it's a huge value. And there's also we'll talk a little bit about on the on the other side of it all the actual financial value. But there's great value in having somebody there to kind of get you through that that whether it's pricing, whether it's preparation, marketing, um, negotiating. Uh, there's huge value there, and a lot of people go fizzbo, and then they go, eh, "I got to call an agent." <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and it is. It, yeah. There's a large percentage of, of the people that try to sell their house on their own <laughs> that end up listing with an agent. I don't know that exact number, mm -hmm. but uh, there is a lot. And you know, we do have. What happens, I think, is that people see maybe somebody in their neighborhood or some friends and in, in a different neighborhood, and and they list their house and it sells. And another another friend or family member lists their house and it sells immediately. One day they hear these stories, oh, it was only on the market for a half an hour and I had an <laughs> offer already and, and I accepted it and, and this and that. And they're like, well, I should just try this on my own mm. because why, you know, I could save money and that's what, and I don't, 
blame anybody for wanting to save money. Sure. I want to save money. Yeah. It's great saving money. Although I don't like to cut coupons on that. <laughs> yeah. Is it cool or I'm Q? not sure yeah. if you've ever cut a coupon. I don't think I have. Yeah. I, I found one on my phone before. That's, that, true. that's a little easier, and that's how I do it now. Yeah, let's but share it, that example a little bit about what happened this past week with one of our clients, mm-hmm. and could they could have potentially went... FISBO, and if they would have, I think the results would have been very different. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it was somebody who, um, you know, inherited a house, and they probably didn't know how much it was worth, and and you know what to do. And they they did call us, and we walked them through it. And first of all, the the client did a phenomenal job of getting the house ready and taking our lead on this. Mm-hmm. So it, let's just say they decided to FISBO first. It, you know, this house. Um, if they would have fizzboed, they wouldn't have probably gone through all the steps that we gave them of decluttering, mm-hmm. depersonalizing, and getting it ready so Renee could come in and, and do the staging. And so they they would have had a lot of clutter. They may not have done some nice photos, uh, hired a professional, say, and, and then put it out on the market. Now, it had some acreage. They would have had people come and, and look at it, but I don't think they would have priced it right either. Um, I think if they were to guess of what price they would have priced it at, it would have been maybe right around 200 or just a little over and and so then they price it and then they wouldn't have had multiple offers most likely because Mm -hmm. the pictures and the staging and everything wasn't there and so you know and this is all speculation but they probably would have been fortunate to get 200 on that house and when we came in yeah you know to do this and sit down with them and we just spread it out you know they they wanted the house sold right away but we said listen we need to do x y and z first Mm -hmm. and and they worked really hard and did such a great job and then Renee came in and staged for the photos and we got professional photos done. We did pre-marketing and then we delayed it on the MLS. And this is where we had 70 showings and we priced the house at 250 and we got a lot more for it and then got 13 offers. So, you know, the difference, we more way more than paid for our commission. Plus, they didn't have to handle it. Yeah. And I got to ask too about the marketing, and I know Renee, you're you're very much involved in in putting this, you know, whether it's getting the staging and then of course marketing the home. Pricing is pricing up front is 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 important, and it's it it's definitely an art. But also making sure that there's interest and excitement is having two people interested is much different than having. 15 or 30 or those type of things. Or 70. Or 70, yes, <laughs> as you guys highlight. Um, ha- marketing and understanding where and how to best market that home, it's a gigantic value. Yeah, and this this is a great example and a great testimony to um, why you should, you know, at least consider walking through the stages with a realtor and, and having that conversation. This particular home, Kevin and Dawn both went out, they talked to the individual, they walked around, they did a market analysis out at this home, gave her a number, but also gave her some instruction prior to listing, um, you know, and said, these are some of the things we want you to do and everybody can declutter and things like that. But this this individual went to town and she did those things. When someone lists with us as well, they get a whole staging packet. You know, once they sign that contract, they get an email that comes out to them and they get like a 20 page, here's what you need to do to get started type of thing on staging. So it's not just decluttering. She did an amazing job at getting the home ready. Mm-hmm. So when I went out, I do, I do something sometimes, I either consult clients or I'll go out and I'll do some actual simple staging. I don't bring furniture, but we do some of the simple staging techniques right now just to add that extra little soft touch. So I get in the home, and she did a you know, fantastic job, like I said, getting it ready. And then mm-hmm. I just added some extra things to add some color. And she was there, and she was so excited. And um, 
loved the the pictures. She's like, gosh, now I hope we can sell it. And I'm like, it's all about getting people excited and getting them to the home and visualizing themselves in the home. And then, yes, going, you know, hitting the marketing. So it's about pricing it, it's about prepping it, and then it's about marketing it. This home would have not gotten 70 showings in ever, four days. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Do you ever run into people where you, you guys go through all this and they go, I really like this? <laughs> like I, they oh wanna, my goodness. Basically yeah. want to buy their own home? They stop me like, no, I want, yeah, I see the pictures. It's beautiful. I, I want to buy it. <laughs> that's amazing. I'm and, not moving. <laughs> or sometimes it works so well that I want to just get in real estate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can, can, can I do can what I you do? do? Yeah. Oh, that. <laughs> It's fun. That's the fun part of the job. It's fun seeing that, helping that, people make it feel. That fun. is really cool. And the other thing, too, is, is and Renee, I, I'll ask you about this, is sometimes people hear terms like declutter and stuff, and they think, oh, it just it, we're talking about just a good cleaning. There's much more to this than simply cleaning up the home. There's, there's as you mentioned, the, the information you, you send to folks, it in, it's, it's very detailed about what actually needs to happen to, to market this house properly. Absolutely. And, you know, we are very much willing to come in. And so, you know, when we step in and say you need to declutter, it's not, you know, take out the garbage can, you know, and hide mm-hmm. that. It's we're asking sometimes 50 percent of your stuff needs to go mm-hmm. hide, put away. You're moving anyway. So the great thing about that is that you're just preparing yourself to move. You're, you know, taking the time to get that, that all taken care of. What about the importance too of of negotiating offers and those type of things? Is is um, I think I've, I've I'm not I, I'm terrible when it comes to financial anything, and that includes negotiating. Like we buy cars and stuff. My wife always sits down with the with the folks at the dealership. And I gotta meet her. I go. You know, yeah. <laughs> we talked about this you guys. Last week. Yeah, you guys would love <laughs> her. She <laughs> she's the one that's in there. You know, I'm out in the lobby sipping coffee, and she's in the office <laughs> dealing dealing with the salespeople and and the and that the finance people. But but that is that is something that that having an advocate and somebody that you're working with. To, to, through that process, it works through the you know when when it comes to negotiating those offers, that that's a big thing as well. You want to make sure you're getting what what your house is worth and make sure you're getting the best offer. Yeah, it's not always just on price. Exactly, we want to maximize the financial benefits for all of our clients, mm-hmm. buyers or sellers. But when we're, no, we're negotiating on their behalf on the seller side, that's what I do mainly. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we're doing that negotiation, it's it's about the ability to close. Sometimes time is money. It's meeting their needs. Every client has different needs. And then it's you know what type of financing do we have? And when we start getting multiple offers then the strategies are just so different and and they open up this wide range of things that we can do Mm -hmm. and you know you you just want to make sure you get that maximum effort you know with this one house we had some offers that were higher Mm -hmm. than the one we took but it also was an older house and so sometimes you're you're worried a little bit more on inspections and and appraisals when you start hitting that and then you're starting to look at the financing in more detail and you're starting to look at you know are they asking for an inspection do they have any clauses in there there's a whole bunch of language that we just are are looking for yeah and i just want to emphasize the importance of it's not just about pricing because you know people are going to excite it oh my gosh it's thirty thousand over well wait a minute if the appraisal doesn't come back as such what do the other numbers look like? Are people willing to make those numbers up? Like, who's going to pay for that? Yeah. So, or are you going to end up having to drop the home down to a price that's closer? You know, so there's a lot that goes into, and Kevin does an awesome job with that, especially those multiple offers. When you get 12 or 13, it's yeah. tough to figure out. 
And, and that's in as we talk about Kevin being a numbers guy yep. and kind of breaking that stuff down. <laughs> Fantastic skill set with everybody at, of course, Making Dreams Realty. They'd love to help you out, whether you're looking to list your home or you're looking to buy a home or doing both. They'd love to talk with you right now at Making Dreams Realty. Pick up the phone, give them a call. Telephone number 480-8599. That's 480-8599. Online, mdrealtywi.com. That's mdrealtywi.com. Follow them on Facebook as well, Making Dreams Realty with Keller Williams. And again, their telephone number 480 Dan O'Donnell comes your way next. I'll hang out with Kevin and Renee for an extra segment. Don't forget to listen to the bonus segment this week as well as previous shows as well. We're looking at the market. We'll be doing that again in the bonus podcast only segment next right here. 1310 WIBA. This is the MDR Home Show. This is the MDR Home Show, the bonus segment podcast only. You are an exclusive club right now listening to this <laughs> program. Hanging out with Kevin and Renee Clark from Making Dreams Realty. By the way, invite your friends to this exclusive club. It's a great uh, it's a great addition to the program. Of course, we air the show each and every Tuesday uh, morning at 8.30. We stick around after the show uh, and uh, continue our conversation. So if you've been listening to the podcast, listening to the show, make sure you share it with uh, folks you know, because, again, a lot of great information, not only on air, but in this podcast. I like that, segment. Exclusive club. Is, like, <laughs> join the MDR exclusive yes, club. Yes, and be blessed like the rest of us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a secret handshake or so we started our conversation off uh, today on the on the broadcast talking about where the market was and, and some amazing stuff. If people haven't been paying attention, I think most people are aware, of course, it, it is a it, right now, if you're listing your home, it's a really good time to be selling. But I think a lot of people are, are surprised that that 2020 is comparable, to, you know, almost identical to 2019, which was a record year. So people then start wondering, OK, let's kind of step back. We talked a lot about markets today. Um, where are things going to be? What are you know, what if I wait a year? What if I wait two years? And a lot of this conversation, uh, it, because of we're trying to look forward and, and that's something, there's going to be some speculation. But there are some, as we just kind of look at look at the information available to us right now, there's good reason to be optimistic about, very good reason to be optimistic about the future as well. Yeah. I mean, from a market standpoint and the number of sales we have, you know, there's this perfect storm that is has happened over the last few years of low interest rates low inventory and high demand. Mm -hmm. And so you throw those three things together and housing prices are increasing way more rapidly than they have historically. We're seeing sometimes 10% increases in a year of home prices and it's unsustainable at some point. You can't keep going. And so everybody likes to ask that question or we, we've heard this several times from buyers, you know, well, we're just gonna you know, wait and continue to rent until the market you know, slows down and, and we can you know get a better price on a house because they're overpriced right now which is interesting right because if you think about that too i mean the, the market has remained vibrant and strong mm -hmm. and you talk about oh the prices are going up but interest rates are going down so people you're just seeing that people are able to afford a higher priced home which we don't want to get people into any trouble of mm -hmm. course you know that's what we care about the most is you know financial health and making sure people are doing the right thing the right time is there? You mentioned to the folks that that I I know I think we all probably know people like this that are that are continuing to rent and I think okay whatever your whatever is going to happen in the future is going to happen as you kind of look at what's going on right now you are literally every month just throwing money away I mean there's literally there should be a giant sucking sound every time you open up that envelope to mail in your rent check because that's money you're never going to see again and you're not building any equity it's it's literally. 
it's just giving you you know a place to stay which again why not why not think now and say well, why don't i start paying myself and start getting my own place to stay yeah do you want to pay somebody else's mortgage or pay your mortgage <laughs> yes. that's the question yeah. you know and if you want to pay your own mortgage you're going to be building equity while you're doing it yes you're going to be paying interest but uh, for many people that that rent payment and the mortgage payment are almost about the same yeah and so depending on what they want and you know there are a lot of ifs ands and did, <laughs> did we talk last week on the show or was that off the show about uh, you guys had a recent uh, recent person who bought a home who was renting with a roommate and um, rather than, you know, rather than keep flushing that money down, <laughs> bought a house and now uh, his roommate's still around, but as, a, as his tenant this time. Right. We had one client that's just nice. uh, got a phenomenal situation where he's almost living rent free now, which is great. <laughs> yeah. He's got two yeah. roommates, I think, that are paying the mortgage. And so if they're willing to do it he's willing to take it yeah (laughs) but you know people are asking and they're and they're saying you know well i want to wait till this thing slows down Mm. when's it going to slow down and uh, you know this is now i'm I'm, there's gonna be some speculation here i'm not going to be able to give you a timeline Mm. but there are people out there talking about how it's going to happen in you know spring of 2021 and then we heard one that's you know it may be four years from now so you don't know so much speculation and different areas of the country are in different Position. So you have to remember that too. And a lot of times when we're talking, we're talking about our local Southern Wisconsin market. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And really, you know, what is going to have, have to happen in order for this thing to slow down and change? Either, number one, you're going to have interest rates rise. If interest, if interest rates rise and our prices are still so high, we're going to have less buyers, mm-hmm. which then means our inventory that's short right now won't be as short. It's you, you know, they're going to start to equal out. Mm-hmm. So that could happen. Um, there's no indication from the Fed that they're going to raise interest rates anytime soon. And so so that probably isn't going to happen, at least not for a while. So then the other thing that could happen is the inventory changes. How are we going to get more inventory to account for all this you know, demand that we have. Mm-hmm. And and the one way the inventory can rise would be, there's a couple ways. It could be through building, but co- building costs are too high. So it's not happening. And plus, there's not enough people in the, in the trades. Mm-hmm. You know, they're hurting for people to actually get work. Uh, so yeah. that's not going to do it. So then the second one is, uh, and this is the one where I think it's, it's going to change the market at some point, and that is foreclosures. Mm. Foreclosures are going to come to the market again. Well, right now, the government's probably that stuff up. They're not allowing mortgages to foreclose. In fact, they're allowing many forbearances. So we don't know how many people are out there not even paying their mortgage, but they get to do that for a year. And so, well, what if that all comes due and the government says, okay, we're done with this program and and the banks can do what they want and Mm -hmm. they can call their loans due from people that aren't paying. Well, now we might get a huge increase of foreclosures. So just imagine if you were trying to sell your house right now and you've got it listed and all of a sudden, five foreclosures pop up on your street. Yeah. And, and they're going to drop your price. Yeah. You know, people are going to want that foreclosure before they're going to want yours because they're going to get a better deal. Is there, as we're looking at some of the some of the pressures that that may may modify things in the future and make changes. The other thing I look at too is 
is whether it's Dane County or Rock County is is traditionally very stable. And and I, I think of especially for a long time, we'd always think of Madison. And then we started thinking about the Madison suburbs. Then we started thinking about Dane County. And as people that, that work, whether it's uh, state jobs or um, at the university, other things, as they start to move to some of the surrounding areas, surrounding counties, that gives this area a, a variant. And I think obviously working with, with real estate agent, you realize this real quick as real estate is there's a stability in this area that may not exist in other parts of the state or especially other parts of the country. Yeah, we have such a great mix of industries mm -hmm. in our area, and, and they're industries that don't get affected as much. And this happened in 08. You know, yeah. we, we didn't see as big a crash as they did like in Vegas or Arizona or California or Florida, th places where they, they their home prices dropped 50% in some areas. You know, we I think we dropped 10%-ish, somewhere in there. And uh, the thing is, is we've got government jobs, we've got, you know, university jobs, you've got technology jobs, there's a lot of biotech mm -hmm. in, in Madison, you've got in, a lot of insurance and healthcare, jobs that just aren't going to probably go away yeah. anytime real soon. So that keeps our market pretty stable. And so I don't think we have as many people taking advantage of some of these government programs out there, and our unemployment rates aren't quite as high as they are in other areas. So when we start talking talking about when is this market going to shift, it's probably even extended longer in our area than it will in some other areas. Really good. And before we wrap up this this uh, extended edition, uh, in the, the uh, what are we calling it? The exclusive edition? <laughs> exclusive club. <laughs> the exclusive, the exclusive club. club. <laughs> as, as we are kind of wrapping that up, um, as I think of two, um, as you were as you were talking there, Kevin, just about about some of the, I, I think of places like there's this big epic place just outside of town. <laughs> yes. Folks have probably What's heard that? Of. What, yeah. what? <laughs> I, I think though a lot of, uh, there, you know, there are a lot of people or recent graduates or people at the university, there's opportunities out there for for uh, rental properties and other and other investment opportunities for folks who may be uh, maybe thinking, hey, uh, you know, we've got these we, we've got these opportunities, we've got these phenomenal interest rates. If you can find the right place, uh, you could actually also just as we we're talking about also the stability of Dane County, there's an opportunity there as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember talking to a, a lender friend who introduced me to this concept, and, and I, I love it. I wish it's something that I would have pursued at a younger age, mm -hmm. you know, prior to being married and having kids. And, and that is, you know, when you go buy your first home, you only get one chance at the first-time homebuyer stuff. Yes. And there's, <laughs> the programs are great. Yes. I mean, your amount down is low. And, and when you're at that young age, you may not have, you know, 20% saved. Not that you need it today for conventional loans. But if you're, you know, so if you're young, you could go buy a property like a duplex, or maybe you could get into a fourplex or something mm -hmm. like that if they become available. They're, they're hard to find two today, but if you can find one, then you can buy it as a first-time homebuyer with very little down, like three, three and a half percent down, and then have a renter come in and pay your mortgage on the other side, and you don't even have to share the place with them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and and so and then when you move from there, as you gain equity. You can move from there and keep it and replace yourself with another renter. You could either go buy another duplex and still get your, it's not really first time home buyer, but at least it's owner occupant. Mm -hmm. And so you still get some great loan deals and, and a, with a mount down. If you're in a home like right now, if we were to buy, you know, a rental property, which we're uh, always looking for sure, investments right. <laughs> and things like that, but we have to have 25% down right now with mm -hmm. the way the lending is. It used to be some lenders would do 20%, but they've tightened some things up here recently. 
Really good stuff. Yeah. Futures looking really good. Some great opportunities there for you. And again, if you're looking to, whether it's list your home, buy home, maybe you're looking for that investment property, folks at Big Dreams Realty would love to help you out. All you got to do is pick up the phone, give them a call, telephone number 480-8599. That's 480-8599. Online, mdrealtywi.com. That's mdrealtywi.com. Kevin, Renee, always great hanging out. You guys have a fantastic day. You, you too, too, son. Thanks.